0: hello and welcome to a decade apart today is sunday the 11th of february and calvin boy have we been off the air for a while <laughs> yeah it's been a couple of months now <laughs> a couple of months it's been half a year yeah. almost <laughs> <laughs> oh my word i was trying to be generous <laughs> so uh massive apologies for that we we just went dark we went completely able um uh august last year right so i think august was the last year yeah it was early got august that right Early August was the last show um so early August was the last show, and since then uh, we've both been super busy um where Where do we even start
1: I think um I guess i'll start from my explanation. I think it was just Go for it. general naivety of how bigger a jump i thought how small a jump I thought third year would be in comparison to second year <laughs> of university and <laughs> We've had conversations about this off air, but yeah, <laughs> it was not a train wreck, but it just felt like a ton of bricks being dropped on me at one point. But ha- hashtag Tim was right. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Tim was white. Tim is always right. Just listen to Tim.
0: <laughs> I remember telling you, don't underestimate the jump between your second and third year, your first and second year, and you I think you always thought I was like hoodwinking you or something like uh getting you like up tense and stuff and there was a point where I just I just stopped telling you that and I just told you well just let's just wait and see where you are in, 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 a, in a couple of months uh and then I think it was last week when I called you and you, you sounded so down with the world <laughs>
1: so i think yeah this is a really good story to tell so this episode was meant to be done around a week and a half ago but i was just
0: (laughs) of course i I was not in the right
1: frame of mind
0: Long story short, I I, I called Calvin and uh, I heard his voice and I said, we're not recording the podcast today. You sound like seriously depressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is not the voice that anyone wants on a podcast at any time of day, on any day of the week. <laughs> so yes, uh, I, I sort of suggested we record it this week. Um, and, and that's kind of an important part of the show. I think... Um, we always said that we'd try and do the week uh, the show as often as we can, every two weeks. We had actually intended, uh, although we never said so, to do seasons of the show, so we intended to do um, sort of uh, maybe 10 or 12 show bites, take a break um, to suit sort of our schedule over the year, and then start again with a new season, um, but we never really got to the point where we finished the season, so we couldn't really articulate that point. So August was pretty much our season break,
1: right? Yeah, season break, Um yeah impromptu but i think yeah i think it'll serve us well
0: exactly exactly so what we want to do today is just bring you up to speed on uh some changes we're going to make to the show um we're going to be changing it up a little bit aren't we
1: yeah so we're going to split the show into two separate shows uh i think i'll leave it to you two to talk podcasts. about podcasts yeah, i know two, oh, wowzers. two podcasts in one <laughs> <laughs> Two podcasts, that's very brave of us. Um, not that anyone's so, yeah, paying t-
0: for it, so a two-in-one deal <laughs> doesn't really have the same ring to it. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. So I'll desc- I'll describe the sort of background to this. Uh, long story short, uh, Kevin, do you remember our very first pilot episode?
1: Yes, it was. Was it the
0: topic about Spotify? It, no, th- no, that was our first episode. Our very first pilot episode was on SoundCloud, and it wasn't about politics and tech. It was just you and me chatting um to a microphone and we basically put it on soundcloud to see how our voices came out and we had some pretty good banter i believe this is where we joked about you and your toy story costumes. oh i remember that god that oh, was yeah, that was do. a funny episode
1: you
0: do that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so yes um i sort of went back to that episode and i had a listen and it was funny because in that episode we didn't have any politics and technology in there and so what stood out to me is that um We actually had a really good conversation uh, just about, you know, being brothers and sort of uh, memories and moments from the past. And so I thought that would actually be a really good way to split up the podcast because we were mixing it into most of the shows in the first um, in the first season. But I sort of felt like one or either half was forced. So because we needed to talk about the topics, we didn't really give that enough time. And because we didn't get give it enough time, I I felt that some people wanted to hear more of that. And equally, for those of you interested in politics and tech, you maybe didn't want to hear us bantering about um, for 10, 15 minutes before the show started. So, <laughs> um, so we thought it would be a really good idea to split it into two shows, uh, make both shows a little bit shorter. So instead of talking for 40 minutes, we split it into two shows, each about 20 to 30 minutes long. So it's roughly the same amount of time. Right? <coughs> yeah, in fact, definitely. Mo- in fact, most of our podcasts um, last year oh my god i can actually say that yeah most of our podcasts <laughs> last year um were about 50 minutes so we're going to try and really limit ourselves on timing including this episode which we've set ourselves in our 25 minute timeline right In um, on a random note isn't it mad that we can say that last year yeah but mate we didn't do enough podcasts let's not celebrate it may <laughs> not mean anything <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, that's the general plan. We don't have a name for the podcast yet, although I think we're going to keep the name A Decade Apart going for one of the podcasts. Um, The the, the description of the show is two brothers, uh, a decade apart, talking politics and tech. Um, So I I sort of feel like a decade apart sits better with that show that we're planning that's just going to be about us uh, as brothers Uh, and maybe we need to find a new name for the politics show. Yeah, But it might be the other way around actually. Uh, We don't know yet so stay tuned for that. Um, This is the first episode of season two so the next thing you hear uh from this podcast will be the definitive answer to that question. We're going to keep this stream uh, alive and uh, for those of you listening way 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 in the future um and wondering what the hell's going on with the show um just go go to episode 9 or something like that yeah. Cool. <laughs>
1: um what else have you been up to mate? Um apart from university not much to be honest it's um yeah it's pretty much taken up I mean it took up most of my life for the past two years, but this year like you told me, it's been to another level really. I think um I, I
0: love I love how you're studying a full time degree and you're complaining that it's taking most of your time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's kinda of, kind of like bizarre. Yeah. Um, it's um yeah, so balancing that on the one hand, thinking about and trying to make some plans for life after university as well, which is okay fun and stressful but yeah just trying to take it in strides really absolutely absolutely it's
0: I think it's it's one of those uh really strange moments in your life where um it's a transition but it's a transition like no other because every transition before this has kind of kind of has kind of been Uh, nurtured in a way like when you when you went to school your parents nurtured you through that process when you went to secondary school you got nurtured through that process when you meet new friends and uh, you start socializing going to new places going on holiday you get nurtured through all these experiences and so this is the first time where the transition is really really different you're not going to be nurtured into the next step Um, and so I think it's it's I think people often underestimate that. They think it's just like yet another transition, like moving on. But you're moving on and you're sort of your first step in your career and also potentially first step for the rest of your life, right?
1: Yeah, I think um, you've hit it on the head there. The most terrifying but exciting bit is that because there's no nurturing process to the next stage, the next stage can be literally anything, which is probably a thought which I haven't really fully encapsulated yeah or really like put into my thinking process but yeah there's so many opportunities which i could potentially take uh so i just gotta wait and see good stuff
0: good stuff uh and over on my side boy a lot has happened so um ah, oh, like that's just been an absolute whirlwind of uh i don't know since so i think actually since august up until uh january you've just been back to back I just change after change after change. So um, I went through a lot of personal change. I won't go into the details for that. But uh, for those of you who know me, I went through a lot of personal change. And so I've had to basically spend the whole of January um, just recalibrating sort of Everything around my life. So, um, obviously, you know, I have a dog, and uh, that's actually been the biggest challenge is making sure that everything around his life and, you know, making sure that I can keep him uh, around um, is really, really smooth. Yeah. So, that's been a really, really big challenge. Um, But on top of that, I've actually also, you know, no rest for the wicked. I've also been having crazy new ideas about what I want to do this year in terms of um, uh, new goals, new ambitions. Um, About two years ago, I started on this sort of um, creative sort of journey where I I started making YouTube videos. And uh, that was really fun. And I sort of hit. Uh, I sort of hit a limit in terms of my workflow. I, was, I just wasn't able to get videos out in the time that I had because essentially I was I was partly limited by um, the access to software I had, but also tools. Uh, and so what I did was I invested a little bit of time into building a PC, uh, getting access to the right software so that I could just improve my video workflow a little bit better. And so I feel like I finally, after a year of doing that, I finally actually managed to get to a position where I've got a workflow that i'm really really happy with i'm really happy with the outputs of it and so now i'm back onto this bandwagon in a big way and i've got an incentive because youtube recently changed their uh, limits so now to be a partner on youtube which isn't why i do it i don't do it for the money but it is an important aspect which i'll explain later youtube changed its rules so that youtube partners have to have at least uh Generated 4,000 hours of watch time. So oh, that's wow. a lot of hours. Yeah, <laughs> that is <exactly>. a lot. So <laughs> there's that investment. But the rewarding thing here is that on one of my YouTube channels, I'm way over that. On one of my YouTube channels, I've hit 100,000
1: hours of, of, of watch time. Were those shows, like, the whole, um old graphic design videos you used to make years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so
0: those, because I never deleted those, those still count towards my uh, watch time. So on one of my channels, I've I've more than exceeded that. Although there's another limit, which is you need to have a thousand subscribers, which I don't have on that account. But because of the way they changed those rules, I was grandfathered into the partner system. So for new people starting on YouTube, you'll need to generate a thousand subscribers. But for me, because I was around before that, and I've hit the four thousand hour limit. I get grandfathered into the the scheme without having a thousand subscribers. So that's the case on one of my channels Now the other channel I have also gets the same sort of treatment in terms of subscribers But I only have two and a half thousand uh, Watch uh, watch hours. So I need to build that up a lot So that's my big incentive and it's great because I've never really done YouTube for money Um I mean, I'll be pretty open about this I think every year I get about 300 quid from YouTube um, which isn't a lot of money be- but it does help exactly it helps it helps actually me put some money back into my own hobby which is kind of fun right yeah and um i try and make the adverts as, as as low impact as i possibly can so um this year i've got a really really big push but i'm going a bit broader than that i'm not just going to be going back into youtube as you know we're doing a podcast we've just talked about two podcasts i started another podcast with a friend of mine called ravi and that's going really, really well. We've got our second episode out. Uh, it's called What... Sorry, sorry, I can't even remember the name. It's called What, So What, Now What? Uh, and that's basically a data and tech podcast podcast um, This is supposed to be a data and politics podcast, so you can kind of see the theme here. Um, The next podcast I'm gonna be starting up, which is going to be more about personal identity, is going to be about uh, personal identities and technology. So how those two sort of come together and how they're being distorted in the digital world that we live in. And so uh, I'm I'm linking a lot of things in with technology. And so I'm now thinking of a way to bring all these podcasts into one home that makes a lot of sense for me so that I can focus my efforts and get, uh, at least on a technical perspective, get them all functioning really smoothly to the point where... Uh, we can record this podcast for example and within a matter of hours uh, this podcast is released i think one of the problems last year was that it took a week to get some of the podcasts out definitely that again was going back to my workflow i hadn't really made that workflow fluid so now that i've got that workflow going not just for video but also for audio I'm now in a better position to get that out. So, um, I'm thinking of a name for uh, this home. Uh, you know, there's a couple of really good podcast networks out there that have some really cool names. I'm not aiming for that at all. I'm just, I'm just uh, hoping for something like a simple website that says here, the four podcasts. Um, this is like a logical home for them. They're all about technology. Um, but they cross, you know, they cross section with different things. And so I'm thinking of a name. I've had some great suggestions from a friend of mine, Bree, and, um, one of the best names I think I'm going to go with is Nexus or cross platform. One of those two. Um, I think there's there's some cool sort of play with words there. So yeah, mate, that sounds that's really me. good. That's me. That's uh, that's basically what I'm, I'm I'm doing this year. But I'm going slowly. I think um, one of the things I learned last year, and I think you learned this as well, is we sort of overcommitted on the podcast front. We we couldn't yeah. really keep up to the schedule that we wanted to keep to largely because we didn't anticipate life <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. the number one factor which can just turn it all on its head but it's so exactly true. yeah yeah and so we
0: need a little bit more slack in our schedules to allow for these things and also um i need to uh, compress that time between recording and uh you know releasing the podcast in fact if i can do them back to back which is my plan today um, if I can release this episode today, um, so you're hearing it today and we record it today, that is the, that is a dream. Yeah, uh, and definitely. so uh, I'm hoping to get that uh, um, all
1: sorted. That sounds good. So though. that's me. Yeah, that's me. Um, Are you um, we've only... still keeping up the running plans this year? I know you did a lot of marathons last year.
0: I am, I am. So I've I've got an injury at the moment, and I've, I went to the GP, and he kind of told me to take some ibuprofen and go to the physio, which was, <laughs> was kind of funny. <laughs> the exact advice so like,
1: he told me not to do <laughs>
0: exactly exactly which is kind of ironic given uh, your situation like you need a lot more involvement yeah um so uh long story short I, I do have an injury uh the problem is it's it's a kind of injury which you can't really uh do anything with it's it's it, you just need to basically rehabilitate um the muscle i, I can't even remember the exact um the exact part of my knee that I've hurt, but it's basically where the the quad muscles join onto your uh, lower leg. And um, so, because I hit that really hard, the impact has bruised that particular cartilage. So, long story short, um if I take lots of ibuprofen, I won't feel pain. I'll be able to do exercise, and if I go to the physio, um that will help rebuild strength back into that area. So it'll feel less painful. Sink your money. <laughs> 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 so um that's what i have to do so the, the the long answer is yes i am going into marathons but i've got an injury here that i need to nurse that's never put me off before i've actually completed all my marathons in the past with some sort of niggle or injury really so, Oh, um, i didn't know what that. i'm planning to do yeah no you're yeah, really remember i i completed my first uh, marathon with um you know i used to have really bad shin splints yeah uh, to the point i had to go to an osteopath and then it turned out that I needed uh, arch support in my shoes, and that's what that's what was causing my back problems. And I got that sorted, and then that caused new problems in my knee. And then I put on weight, which caused new problems in my ankle. Um, And so now I've actually lost quite a bit of weight. So now I'm back on track, and I'm able to, um, you know, get back into the groove of things. So I'm going to do half marathons this year. I will do a marathon. I've done a marathon every year, but I'm going to do far more half marathons because, um, at least in my current sort of state of fitness. And in terms of the training intensity, I can take it easy for most of the early part of the year a little bit before I then start building
1: up the long distances. Are you thinking of um, doing any abroad this year?
0: I don't know the answer to that yet. Thankfully, uh, most of those marathons are in the back end of the year and I can sign up most of them uh, up to a month before. Oh, that's close. so that's what I'll probably do. I need to book far enough in advance because just it's just better yeah, to do that to get cheaper flights, cheaper accommodation. Uh but ultimately, uh yeah, I'm just gonna try and um I'm actually, you know, I'm on a big push to sort of look after my mind, body, and soul this year. So um, I've just turned thirty, and um, so <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of a, one of those things where I'm, I'm the road, suddenly road to wisdom begins. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm not sure about wisdom. The road, the road to deterioration begins. Now. <laughs> so um i am i am uh i don't know i think this is just a thing you do when you you start to you know pile on the years you start to become more self-conscious and wiser about your body and your health and like you should do always anyway so um for those of you doing it already perfect but you know i'm I'm just i'm just getting into that so um i'm trying to look after those three things a little bit more um so yeah that's that's pretty much me um in terms of current affairs, I just wanted to ask you about two things. Okay. The first one is Arsenal. Have you? When was the last Arsenal match you
1: watched? Oh, this, <laughs> this is bad since I call myself a devoted Arsenal fan. So the last Arsenal match in 90 minutes to I watched from start to finish is probably last year, November.
0: All right. Mine is worse. Mine was in... Uh, <sighs> mine was the end of last season. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> And this is the state of affairs with Arsenal. And you know why? I just don't have passion to watch them anymore. And I, I say this as a pretty loyal Arsenal fan. I mean, let's just f- remember, I've been an Arsenal fan longer than you. And I won't go into the the history of that, just to save you some embarrassment. <laughs> but I've been a longer Arsenal fan than you ever have been. And I have watched Arsenal in through really thick and, you know, tough times.
1: Yeah, you never. we never... Uh- when I was able to like watch games and actually process what was happening, we never missed watching a live game ever.
0: Exactly, exactly. Up until like two years ago, where you know the whole Wenger out thing started. But recently, I'm just I'm just getting frustrated with, with the nature of the way the team is being managed. And that that doesn't mean I want Arsenal Wenger out. I just hate this this thing where we get good players, they do well, and then after two years, because we can't win anything, we lose them. And uh, Alexis Sanchez is the best example of that. We're kind of like the Manchester City finishing school at the moment, and that really irritates me. Yeah, so, I can't um, remember
1: um the name of the owner, but I think, weirdly, the philosophy of the club has changed quite drastically over the last decade or so, to where he only really cares about the revenue coming in. And... I think he's somehow justified that we don't even need to be in the Champions League to still make a healthy profit. So So this is the thing. There's no incentive on the manager to do well. And that always will translate to some type of feeling in the dressing room as well, which explains why our best players eventually leave.
0: Exactly. Like we're just happy to coast a little bit. So I think there is some interesting like pressure then logistics going on between, uh, you know, Arsenal being a profitable club and uh, the pitch. And actually, I think that's always been a weird thing about Arsenal is that we've always held off buying uh, expensive players because of this money thing. I.e., we need to make revenue. Um, so whoever owns the club is clearly getting a nice lining in his pocket and he's yeah. <laughs> probably funding some other scheme that's failing miserably since so Arsenal can't like, uh, buy players. But nonetheless, uh, I guess the point I was trying to make is that it's just really hard to watch uh, Arsenal at the moment uh, and, and be passionate because even when you... Even when you just watch a match, you, you just you tune in, and after twenty minutes, it's it's just the same Arsenal that you know you've seen for the last ten years. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, um, we got Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan in; hopes are high. Like and who? then who? Who? Like, I I Do like, you not know about I, it? He is a good. I, I don't. In fairness, he's a very good players. player. But like, more to the point, we got those two really good players, and we still lose to Tottenham on the weekend. Like.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I, I didn't even, I didn't want to go there.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> like yeah, it's. I mean, we lost to
1: Swansea. Yeah, three <laughs> zero. <3-1. so,
0: laughs> never mind Tottenham. At least Tottenham's in the top half of the table.
1: Yeah, we lost convincingly to Swansea. It wasn't a contest. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Anyway, let's move on from Arsenal. I'm just—I just wanted to voice my frustration uh, on that one. Um, And then the last thing is—and I can't believe—I can't
1: believe you in this. Here comes the grilling. Here comes the grilling. We had
0: a conversation before the podcast started, and I had to stop the conversation because I wanted this to be on air so that people could hear this.
1: How come you didn't watch the SpaceX launch last week? Okay, let's just put some context into this. So, I knew the SpaceX. I guess trial project test flight was going to happen. Yeah. Tim messages me. You probably like ten minutes before it was actually happening, and was like, "Damn straight!" I gave you fair warning. Yeah, so you gave you, me the yeah, live stream, carry on. and I was like, "Cool." Okay. So I was just about to drive home at this point, and I was like, "I can either stay where I am easily for like fifteen minutes and watch it, or I can go home. I'll listen to the recording because I had the radio on BBC News at the same time." Okay. So I was like, I'll get the notification if it happens when I'm driving home on the radio. And then if it hasn't happened by the time I get home, I can quickly watch the live stream. So yeah. I'm on BBC radio Four. the announcement comes on. It happened. And then I tell you, I didn't watch it and I get grilled. <laughs> so this is
0: the point. You didn't watch it. You had an opportunity to go watch the live stream. You still haven't watched
1: it. So I... therefore you can't, you can't appreciate what you missed out on. I'm, I'm going to put the argument that I don't need to visually see it to realise scientifically and engineering wise how amazing a feat it is (laughs) (laughs) you may call me crazy, you may call me ignorant oh my word, okay alright
0: I'm not going to win that debate I'm I'm just going to leave it there because I can feel myself uh, getting angry now (laughs) I mean, I'm All not, I'll say I'm, is I'm this,
1: I'll ask you this. Have you ever watched the SpaceX l- launch? Yeah, I watched the, um, I don't think it was last year. I think it was 2016. The one where they shot the rocket into the and atmosphere the and then landed it on the yeah. boat. Okay.
0: That was the first one. So fair play to you for watching that. Okay. Do you know what happened this weekend? So you tell me you understood it technically. Okay. What was so great about this one? <laughs>
1: here we go okay um <laughs> yeah damn straight you better know what you're talking about so they shot the rocket i don't even know where they shot the rocket into i want to say into space i don't think it was into space i just know okay she... but i know critical
0: point number one that you missed i'll come back to that in a second but Carry there was um
1: a tesla car in the rocket i okay, think I'll it was off, something to do with the dynamics of I don't know if it was impossible or people thought it was impossible to do it until the test happened, but they people have been thinking that essentially okay. what happened in the so test carry on. Carry on. I think is, because of what happened in
0: the test. So what was supposed to happen then, if you understood it technically?
1: Um one the person on the radio explained it really well. But it's pretty much he's open like he's pretty much cut competition completely in one really important market. And I can't remember. I'm not gonna lie, mate, you're, you're clutching at straws here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is like science homework. You didn't do it and you're trying to fake that you did it. You know like... what? Fine. I didn't do it. I didn't watch it. <laughs> Alright, let me take you to school here. Let me tell you why this thing was important. Number one, the fact there was a car doesn't actually matter. The reason the car was there is because they needed a test load. The reason they need a test load is because this rocket needs to fire something into space. Because it's the first time this rocket is being fired, they can't possibly put like a real satellite in there because satellites are expensive. Yeah, you you can't can't afford that loss. Exactly. So no customer is willing to put their satellite in that thing, but they needed something to launch and they needed to launch it pretty far. So the whole significance of this uh, Falcon Heavy rocket is that it's the first rocket that's powerful enough to take objects out of the Earth's orbit and into other orbits. So this car was actually fired out into uh, an orbit, which means that it tracks Mars. okay? okay. And it's basically going to leave the car there in a sort of, an, in a sort of elliptical orbit that will always track uh, Mars. It's not in Mars's orbit, but it will track Mars's sort of uh, journey yeah. around the sun. I think they actually overshot it a little bit, so the rocket had a bit too much power and so I think what will end up happening is the car will just um it was it, it's it's in orbit of the sun, but it's not going to track Mars exactly. It's going to do this sort of weird elliptical thing, but it's going to stay there until basically radiation destroys the car. So that's probably going to be the first thing that happens. Yeah. So the car was awesome. If you, I can't believe you haven't seen the car flying through space. That is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's the most amazing thing that's happened this year, or probably ever, in terms of space history, apart from landing on the moon and uh, maybe putting things like the Hubble telescope up into space. But it's it's just it's phenomenal. Just go watch the live stream. It's still there. Just watch like a minute of it, and you'll get the significance of it. It's it's amazing. Okay. Yeah,
1: because I guess the... knowing that, I think wasn't this is my guess wasn't the big point that i think it was something to do with the cost effectiveness of actually doing that and the way I haven't even got to that point yet mate
0: okay just let let me let me get there let me get there <laughs> it's warming up <laughs> so, so that's that's number 1 okay so they've launched this thing now as you say and you quite rightly highlight ever, ever up until the falcon heavy rocket uh, up until uh, spacex landed falcon missions uh, back on land What used to happen is a rocket would basically take off, would fire the object out of the Earth's orbit and then uh, detach itself. And then the rockets would fall and burn up in the Earth's atmosphere. So it meant that every single time you had to build a brand new rocket from scratch every single time uh, and they'd get destroyed. And so that made space travel extremely expensive because these things cost millions of pounds. They're really, you know, big engineering feats to take years to build and only for them to be destroyed is really uh, sort of bad thing. So what changed is that SpaceX managed to figure out how to land these rockets back on land. So that's what the uh, launch that you watched last year was about. They managed to get it back to land on Earth. So what now happens is, and why Falcon Heavy was sensational, I'll put a link to the show notes of an image of exactly what happens is, it wasn't just one uh, Falcon rocket. It was three Falcon rockets that had been adjusted to make the Falcon Heavy. So 27 rocket engines strapped together, almost like duct tape. And then It launches and it sends this car out into orbit and all three sections of the rocket come back to Earth and land on Earth. And so because you didn't watch the live stream, you completely missed the biggest awe-inspiring thing of this thing, which is two rockets landed simultaneously back on the launch pad not far from where they took off. Yeah. And unless you see it, mate, you won't appreciate this. This is literally the stuff you see in sci-fi movies where rockets are going up and coming back down and landing and taking off again. Uh, remember Dragon Ball Z, they used to have this all the time and yeah. they had to, you know, leave a planet or something. You had these rockets coming, you know, this, it's exactly <laughs> like that. It's sci-fi level stuff. Unfortunately, the third rocket didn't make it back. Uh, It it failed to um, fire its engines and it hurtled into the sea at 300 miles per hour. So so it didn't come to a a, 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 a nice ending. But the big significance is, is this, is they got two. And are you near a computer? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can you go to YouTube right now? I'm on YouTube. Okay. Search. Just search SpaceX. Go to their channel. I'm doing it too. So I'm going to make sure I, uh, I point to the right video. Okay. Have you found their channel? Yeah. Okay. Can you, uh, Falcon Heavy Test Flight, you click on that. Okay. It's a 34 minute stream. I don't want you to watch all of it. I just want you to go to, um, if you could uh, go to, oh, here you go. Can you go to 29 minutes?
1: Yeah. You know, what. Um- Okay. ignoring the argument i gave earlier this is a pretty big rocket <laughs> i haven't even got to that i haven't even got to that
0: this rocket is 14 stories high imagine going to work and your office takes off okay i'm a 29 <laughs> okay now hit play and i want to see your reaction in real time on this podcast okay okay i'm watching it too just watch it okay Okay, so right now, we're watching a stream of the two rockets coming back down. Earth,
1: Can you see the video feed? Yeah, so um,
0: the top right panel. They're, they look identical, but they're actually two separate rockets, okay? Yeah. Okay, and then wait for it to cut to the live camera and, and just see those rockets land, okay?
1: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Damn straight, Calvin. And that's why you have to watch it, okay? Because it's not just a matter of oh yeah, they landed it. It's 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 just amazing. Okay, so. I think in your excitement, you managed to hit the stop recording button, but (laughs) do you now understand why you have to have seen it?
1: Okay. Do you know what? Harping back to what I said at the very start, you are always right and will always be right.
0: (laughs) Damn straight. I put my hand up when I were
1: on, that was incredible.
0: (laughs) And you have to see it. I could even hear from your reaction and you can't, I couldn't see it, but I could hear from your reaction that, that it. It's something you have to witness it's just, you just can't possibly substitute the news that it landed for seeing it uh, and so what I'm also going to do mate, because this this no one did see, and I don't think a lot of people appreciate this is what a rocket like that sounds like because those rockets are huge they're fourteen stories high, they are filled with like um i don't know what fuel they use it's basically rocket fuel right yeah and those thrusters are literally each about generating i think it's something stupid like 15 million tons of of energy every second and just firing firing that uh, rocket out of the out, out of orbit oh my God. so there's a great video which I'll send you uh, um, shortly I'll put a link in the show notes it's called the incredible sounds of the falcon heavy launch it's by a YouTube channel called smarter every day and uh, what they do is Uh, Actually, the Smart Everyday channel doesn't do this, but a um, a a related YouTube channel called The Sounds of the World basically does this thing called binaural audio. Have you ever heard of it?
1: No, I haven't.
0: So, binaural audio is when you record sound, but instead of using a typical microphone or a dictaphone, you use a, a microphone that's shaped like an ear. And the benefit this has is that if you record sound as the human um, ear perceives it so you know you have a left ear and a right ear and uh, inside of those ears are microphones it captures sound in the same way that you hear it every single day so you get this effect where when you put your headphones on and you listen to this audio it literally sounds like you're there if you close your eyes okay Exactly, exactly. All the way down to like details of where a sound is coming from and what's going on. It's basically like a really cheap way of doing surround sound with only two microphones tactically placed on your ears. So you can even do something as simple as just put a microphone on your ear and let it record from there. As long as it's on your like, um, you know, where you put headphones, as long as the microphone is there, it will almost have the same effect. Right. And so um, what this channel does, it, it does all the sounds and it's sensational. Like the sounds are just so overpowering. And it's definitely something you should watch, so I'll send it your way.
1: Nice. I mean, obviously you seem to know more about what SpaceX are doing in general than I do. What's sort yeah. of Elon Musk's end goal? Or is he the type of person to not even really have an end goal and he's just doing this for technological advancement?
0: So I think the more the more widely accepted end goal is that he wants to get something to Mars. Mars is basically the end goal. Yeah. But where Elon Musk is uh is kind of clever. Is he's, he's he's solving lots of little problems as he goes along, and I have to say, it's not just Elon Musk. He's not. You know, I think he gets this reputation of being like Tony Stark in, in, in yeah. Iron Man. In fact, in fact, actually, for Iron Man too, did you know that Tony Stark is modeled on Elon Musk?
1: Yeah, and Elon Musk appeared halfway through the film.
0: Appears in the film. Yeah, yeah. Robert Danny Jr. spent a day with Elon Musk, which is probably why Robert Danny Jr. looks so arrogant in Iron Man. Yeah. But, but. Um, Yeah, Elon Musk, uh, you know, didn't do this uh, space thing. I think he gets uh, all the credit, like in most scenarios where these things happen. But, you know, SpaceX team are incredibly smart people from various, uh, you know, backgrounds, and they've achieved this collectively. And the reason they're doing this and they're doing it in this way is because they're finding like a really uh, cool way to almost... Accelerate space innovation in a way that wasn't really conceived before, because NASA was sort of the world-leading body for this kind of stuff. But since government funding started, you know, going dry, they they find it really hard to to sort of keep up the innovation, especially when administration changes every four years or eight years, right? Yeah. Um, and if you look at Donald Trump, I mean, they're cutting uh, space funding because obviously their view is that, you know, why why invest in going to space when we have problems back down here on Earth, which is kind of a simplistic view. But I can see why it, it rings true with uh, yeah. voters. So um, what Elon Musk has done is has figured out a way to fund all of this innovation Partly through, you know, companies like NASA giving uh, uh, basically grants for them to achieve certain things. But he's also doing it through commercialized space travel. So when he figured out how to do the first Falcon launch and landing, they were actually firing satellites into space even before they successfully got that landing happening. Because all that was happening is that if the rocket didn't land back down successfully, that didn't stop it from launching the rocket, uh, the satellite into space. Okay, cool each of those test missions always had uh, a satellite or a payload going into space. Yeah. And there was actually one which exploded um, before it took off. So that was, that set the company back quite a few months. But um, the whole point is he's, he's funding it partly through grants, but he's also funding it by making it commercially viable to send things into space. And so right now, he's actually not saving that much money with each of these rockets that comes back because it's still at that innovation learning phase. They're still developing them and making them better. But his next thing is called the BFR. Do you know what that stands for?
1: No idea.
0: Um, It stands for Big Falcon Rocket. But Elon Musk is known for making acronyms that could possibly sound like something else. But because this is a family-friendly podcast, I won't tell you what the F stands for. But um, the whole point of the BFR is this idea that you can launch a rocket from anywhere on Earth and then land in pretty much any other world destination within 30 minutes. So he wants to create a 30-minute transit time from basically, let's say, London to Sydney. Because instead of firing you on a plane, he wants to fire you in a rocket push you into orbit and then land you back down 30 minutes later so (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) and this is funny because when spacex said they were going to try and land a rocket everyone had exactly the same reaction as you and they thought it was stupid they thought it was silly and you know he's the same guy who just fired a car into uh mars orbit and then landed two of the rockets back down again when everyone thought it wasn't possible so Whilst his ideas and his arrogance are, you know, something to, you know, leave something to be desired, he's absolutely nailing and capturing everyone's imagination back into space travel. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm telling you now, that launch of the Falcon Heavy rocket probably got more kids interested in being astronauts again than anything that's happened in the last decade of space yeah. uh, innovation. Even never mind the satellites in Cassini. You know, the the images we get from satellites they're great, but that's not where inspiration is. Inspiration is about putting people into space. And if we can actually solve the challenges that are involved, like, you know, well, let's go back to the moon even again. You know, why have we not been back to the moon since we went? It makes everyone think that we never went. Yeah. So this is why he's absolutely nailing it. Anyway, I can I can sense myself talking way too long here um, <laughs> about space travel. I think on this rant I had with you before we had the call, I've managed to make it a whole topic of the yeah, podcast yeah. just by talking
1: about it for so long. To be fair, and probably keep... um, a topical address in the future again because it's always oh, topical. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. There's there's definitely a lot of politics involved in that in that discussion uh, about how he gets his funding. So, um, okay, I think that's been a really good episode. Um, It's been good to be back on air. I think I think we've we finally found our flow again. Um, And uh, yeah, I think we're we're not going to commit to when the next episode will be out just yet because we're figuring out um, when um, firstly what these shows are going to be called and where they're going to be held. Um, but I think in the next month or so, you should definitely see an update from us. And in the meantime, I hope this episode keeps you entertained. And if you've got any feedback, please let us know on Twitter. If you've got any ideas for the show, please send them in. Um, We love the few of you that have actually got in touch with us and told us what you like. We can't wait to get that brotherly discussion going again and get the banter going. I think that's going to be probably really, really fun. Um, And yeah, um, looking forward to the next episode, right?
1: Yeah, mate. Really enjoyed this and... Yeah, I've got a good feeling about this for the future.
0: Good. All right. Uh, Thanks for the show, and I'll catch you in the next one.
1: Cool one. See you later.